everyone, and welcome to the 78th episode of Dragon Quest Slime Time, a Dragon Said podcast. This is your dark host, Platy M3. And acting as princess to Platy Prince, this is Blue Rose. And joining as the pop to Platy's Die and Blue Star's Ma'am, I'm Poppin' Pendy. Well, jeez, leave it to Pendy to pop in with that one. Hold your horses, Pendy. Infinity Strash may be coming out next week. And as a podcast, we're going to get back to that a couple times, I'm sure. But for now, we've got more monstrous concerns. And uh, Blue Star, that line was not rosé. It's just rose. Blue rose. Well, actually, there is an acute accent over the E in the show notes. So pedantic, Platy, you should know that I read it correctly. Oh, wait a minute. I don't see that. Are you sure that's not just a spot on your monitor? Hmm, I don't know. Let me set down my rosé wine and clean it off. All right, I'll wait. A little cleaner now, and... Nope, the accent is still there. Ah, dang it. All right, all right. That, that's my bad. This is what happens when you rush and try to, you know, push out a show as soon as possible after the surprise drop of Dragon Quest Monsters The Dark Prince demo. True, and surprise it was, much like finding hidden stickers left when house guests came to spend the night. Exactly. I mean, who does that? Definitely uh, not, well, the small platies. not the small platties. Not the small platties. Must have been Squeenix. That's right, because Squeenix <laughs> did that, and Squeenix goes ahead and shadow drops a demo the day of a Nintendo Direct and doesn't even bother to put a notice in that Direct. You know, well, at least not in this country. Yeah, Japan had it in their Direct, thank goodness, because it prompted the worldwide demo release. Exactly. All right, joining Blue and me tonight to talk about this recent worldwide demo release, we've got a whole set of reskinned crew to talk about their impressions. So we, before we go any farther, welcome Pendy, Drippy, and Matt Craft. Hello. Yo. Hey, yo. And with that out of the way, let's dig into the demo. All right. There's a ton of stuff to talk about. So I know, Pendy, you put a couple ideas in here, too. We'll just kind of um, go, go down this list here, talk about anything that we've experienced, because I know, Drippy, we've got anywhere for you played like an hour. Uh, Matt Craft, maybe a couple. I put in like four to five. I think Blue's a little bit ahead of that. And then uh, Pendy's up to what, about a dozen? For oh, for the, no. how many hours you put into the <laughs> oh, demo? No, 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 not quite, not quite. About oh. uh, I ended about ten. Ended on ten. Okay. You, you know but. the thing that we're talking about on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> well, I thought this was about Infinity Strash. We're not, oh, we're not doing gosh. it. Dang it! Not, not yet. Dang it! Oh, that what we're about a dozen ways. Actually, we're ten days away. You know, from the recording tonight. So soon. Soon. Sorry. <laughs> yes, ten, I put yeah. uh, I put ten hours into it. All right. So I, I think I. I think I nailed this all in order there of uh, how long we've played, but good selection here. Speaking of a good selection, what do you think about the monster selection that you've seen so far? Honestly, this is a this is a free demo, and it starts with roughly forty monsters that you can scout in the area. It's got three big overworld areas with just a bunch of the little guys running around everywhere, and like honestly. That was a lot for me. I wasn't. Ex- I was expecting like one area, and then I unlocked the second one. And was like, "Oh, this is cool!" And then there's a third one. What? And right? then it just stops. <laughs> and then it just stops. Yeah. And there's like you're in the middle of the third one. You walk in the cave. The end. Bye. <laughs> that was a surprise. I was like, "Oh, it's the, and the demo is over." Okay, but you can go back. You can, yeah. But there's the, and there's three large monsters that you can't recruit. Mm-hmm. There's the Cyclops. There's the a Green Dragon, and then there's the lumbering. What is it called? The lumbering. Lumbering lizard. Lumbering lizard, which I have issue with because it's called Forest Dragon Intact. Okay, okay, okay. But hear me out. 
It's a lumbering lizard because it's a tree. I know. I get lumber on him. Yep. Lumber? <laughs> oh, I understand. I, yeah, yeah. You got me. I understand the name. I'm just like, which one? Screen Enix. Stick with Listen, name. listen. As I, as I see it, tact, tact is not putting the localization. I mean, I'm sure they're doing a good job, but they are not quite nailing the alliterative punny. You know, you think there's a Bible out there that they'd all be using. But, you know, I think this one gets a little bit more effort than tact on the naming convention side. Oh, sometimes they and sometimes they come out with names and then they're like, oh, wait, maybe we should name it something else. Because there was one of those little guys <laughs> with the shields that they named Dark Paul. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> I remember your episode. I think didn't Paul introduce himself as like Dark Paul or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was—I forget what they renamed it to. Was something that was more consistent with what they used before. But yeah, that was the initial name for that monster was Dark Paul. Dark Paul. That was weird. Was it maybe a Darth Maul pun? <laughs> I don't know. I also remember oh, that uh, yeah. Racky the Great Dracky was something else first before they changed <laughs> him to Dracky. But I mm -hmm. forget what it was. Yep, yep. And those uh, those three large monsters, I've been able to beat up the the Cyclops. Uh, I had a bunch of monsters that had like paralyzed, poison, and blind, and magic's good against them because I was doing like zero HP damage if I was trying to do regular attacks. But the other two just cleaned my clock, especially the green dragon. I was like, oh, I wasn't even close with his fire attack. So I may or may not go back and beat those before I'm done with the demo once I actually start synthesizing more monsters. From what mm -hmm. I so, so from what I've heard, the only way people have found to beat the green dragon is to whack him. Oh, that's right. You had mentioned that before. I was surprised that that would actually work on him. I, th I thought it'd be like sleep like you could in the first, you know, the first Dragon Quest game. But that's cool if that's uh, if that actually works. Have you seen the video of the person doing 999 damage to it? <laughs> no. No. With some like, oh, gosh, I think it's even a ability or skill. Um, it'd be a skill, I guess, like a critical whatever that like it, they showed. I think it was a Japanese one. So, you know, somebody went crazy and leveled all the way up and probably has one of those uber skill sets. <laughs> and just clicked on something. They had two. They had two monsters in the battle. Went in and first hit like bam, and it looked like a double sword slash going down, and it just flashed nine ninety nine. I was like, oh god, somebody's spent way too much time doing that. Wow. Oh, and you two will probably, you know, Platy and, and Blue, you'll probably know more about this than I, because I played the first Dragon Quest monsters and haven't really played any of them since. The you, apparently you can get like basically the equivalent to shiny monsters in this game. I saw some in the Dragon Questers who had showed a, a screenshot of a uh, box slime that had all the little twinkles and stuff. And I guess in Dragon Quest Monsters 3, you could use those to get some kind of monster that can recolor the monsters that you have or something like that. Are you guys oh, familiar with that oh, at all? Is, is that what that is? Maybe. So I, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing those things about the shiny monsters, but I didn't actually see any of it myself when I was playing the game. But yeah, so in Joker 3, there's mo monsters can mutate. So if you kill a bunch of them, they start to sparkle. And if you kill a bunch of the sparkly ones, then you can get a color variant one. That's what um, it was. Someone got a, a sparkly box slime in the demo. Was it a different color, though, or just sparkly? No, it's just sparkly. Okay. I think I have one, and I can't figure it out. There's one. It's got a little icon. I'm loading up the game. I should have done that beforehand. But it looks like a little, like, I don't know, purple starburst or something. Yes, that's the it. bottom. Yep. That's the one? Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I have one, and I didn't really notice, but I made sure not to synthesize that one. I was like, oh, you, you're high enough, but I'm not going to synthesize you because I, I think you're something different. Oh, and then there's some monsters... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know the history with the with the franchise. Like, are there shinies? Because like, <laughs> yeah, 
that's that's the thing now. <laughs> so yeah, I got the great saber cub, and it's got that little thing down there. Yep, he's I guess, but yeah, I can't really. Other than that, I don't see anything, and maybe I just missed it when. I was just synthesizing a bunch of stuff, opening him up right now and looking at the monster info. He doesn't look. I don't see a shininess. Maybe if I have him in my party in a battle, it would. But there might the also be shiny where you don't notice it. <laughs> there might also be something listed in the uh, Traveler's Tips and Tricks section that I think would be on the Adventurer's Journal page of the menu. Platy, you know how to open the menu, right? Um. Yeah, it, yes. It's Platy we're talking about here. Come on. Uh, not that I've looked at it either. Okay. I have absolutely... Is it the trips and... Is that what you said? The tips and tricks? Tips and tricks, Blair? yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, there might be something in there. There's a question mark. One of, ooh, I've not under, I've done that one. Battling. There's a lot of tips and tricks here. Whirl. Oh, so my I God. Got- there's quite a bit. Rate synthesis. Inheriting traits. Re- reverse. Oh, my gosh. Monster size. I have no idea. Wow, there's a... <laughs> Network play. That'll be interesting. So I've got I something. I don't see I, that. But I was going to say, I got knows, something maybe. for the group that we could we could all answer. And maybe we'll tell something a little bit about ourselves, possibly. But okay. who did everyone start with as their starter monster? I kept experimenting until I could get a cruel cucumber or cruel cumber. Right. And, uh, of course, I named him Pickle Rick. And that's who I started with. <laughs> uh, I didn't do any experimenting. They asked me if I liked cute monsters tough monsters and i said cute monsters and then i forget what the second question was but i also answered yes to it and i got a fright bulb and i was like yes cute plant um and i named him friday and i synthesized him later into an onion and i was very happy so that's the that's the fine one right like compact monsters like smaller ones because that's that's exactly how i answered it too and i got the same thing and i named mine uh bulbasaur because you know He's a little bulb. Little bulb. I honestly uh, didn't have a whole lot of creativity in my names for this. I uh, basically just figured out, okay, where can I put a cute Y on the end of a- any name ever? So I had Friday, I had Bunny, I had, I, I got a Bongo Drongo, and I tried to name him Bongy, uh, and it wouldn't let. <laughs> it, it, it would let yeah. Would not let. <laughs> Uh, same thing with the same thing with the killer pillar. It would not let me name him Killer Pillory, because uh, as soon as oh. you add something to that, it is a custom name, and you can't have the word "kill" in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was interesting. That's awesome. I named my teeny sanguini to Mindini, of course. Tech, big tech mm-hmm. reference there. And then once I got the skeleton, I was like, oh, I have to name this a skeleton after one of our friends in the Discord. <laughs> And I, you know, Drippy, I told you I almost did exactly what you did. I actually, like, typed it in and was like, ah, but he's not like a dinosaur Bulbasaur. So I called him Bulbo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I didn't realize that you were basically picking your starter. So when they said, like, oh, is this one okay for you? I was like, no, like, let's see what else I could get. But then I kept just getting the um, the mud mannequin. And I'm like, well, I don't want him. I would rather have the Fright Bulb. So I just stuck with him. I, I did have one uh, decently punny name that will fit with the rest of you. Uh, so we I got a Wolverine and I typed in Wobi because, you know, figure out where I can add a Y. But then I, I had the, the intrusive thought. And so then I named him Wobi McGuire. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I love it. Okay, that mud mannequin, that's what I got first, and I was like, no, screw this, because what did I say? I wanted something, like, furry and cute, and it gave me that, and I'm like, what the 
what? Yeah. I swear. Yeah. Like one of the one of the trees of answers that gets you to that, like, made no sense. I'm like, mm-hmm. fucking that dude's creepy. Had I known the cruel cumber was like an option, I definitely would have gone with that first. Oh, it took me five or six tries to get it too. I kept going through the different skill tree options. It's like, give me mm-hmm. the give me the pickle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want that pickle. All right. So <laughs> I wanted to say one other thing before we get too far in here. I was gonna go back to the question I asked, and I know Blue, you did a good job saying it, but I really liked that there were so many monsters and I like that they're all right G and like F like I feel like I played I mean I played hundreds of hours of all the Dragon Quest Monsters games and I feel they're so top heavy there are like almost as many S and SS monsters in some of the games as there are like all the other ranks combined because they throw every boss and every variation of every boss and every mini boss has got to have an S rank guy it's like oh my god like that's that's where you could spend just your entire life in those games that's where i'm at in my playthrough of joker 3 pro right now it's a it's a time um yeah and to synthesize those like half of them need the same boss to start with so you need like hey you need like 30 dragon lords just to start doing all the rest (laughs) or something like that (laughs) one of the things that i did find interesting is rank g is new right correct like it's always started at f so like yep i i was just like kind of i this is my Gen Z coming out, but I was kind of shook that they added a whole nother tier below. And I was like, what is this? I don't like change. (laughs) (laughs) And there is going to be after S in this game, there's supposed to be X, right? They're not going to call it SS. Is that what I saw? Really? That's a good question. I don't know that I've seen. For some reason, I think I've seen the X and it might've been because I was looking on X. Have they showed any more bosses other than, um, the Dragon Quest Eleven ones, the Crystal or whatever, and then Dark. I want to say Jade. Jas- I remember what that Jasper. Jasper. Thank you. Jasper. Yeah, have they shown any more than the, just those two? I'm so bad at keeping up with trailers. I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea. I know it's you know I see these trailer analyses and oh here's all the monsters we've seen so far and I'm like I I'm already gonna play the game like. <laughs> I'm sold. It's fine. I don't need to watch all those trailers. I know what the gameplay is going to be. And now that we got a demo, I'm really like, you know, I don't need to I don't need to watch all these other things. So, no, I haven't really seen that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't I don't even think I've seen the Dark Jasper, but I know I've seen Crystal Linda. You know, how do you miss that? I would expect. I would expect that there is going to be a really good um, selection of bosses though because looking at some of the lists in joker 3 pro you know they have the final bosses from like the heroes games which is you know a super deep cut Mm -hmm. in itself um i even saw so at the end of when you beat joker 3 it shows the credits and it shows like what game each monster in the roster originates from and i've seen like uh hoshidora is on that list and super light and all those kind of things so they they'll take them from just about anywhere so I'm guessing that you're going to be able to see a lot of representation from a lot of different things. Oh, and they made some really nice monsters that were original to Superlight. I'd like to see some of that. That'll be great. They do that, too. I'm just really glad the new dragon, or is it the then, like the vegan dragon? He was like the <gasps> vegan dragon I saw. And I was like, yes. oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm keeping this guy. 
Yeah, that's one of the first ones that I went after. I was like, oh, I got to get one of these. Mm-hmm. His, and name actually, became, his name my, became his name became Veggie was and was one of my one of my favorites. What, what, <laughs> are you, what are you saying, Trippy, about your daughter? It was one, I was uh, playing a little bit today, and she saw the chicken one. I don't I, again these names. They I have no recollection, but she saw the it. Big, oh, chicken, that big rooster like, one. Yeah, like something bantam. I think bantam weight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like every time the um uh, there was a loading screen and stuff like that, like the slime like changed colors and she'd be like blue, purple, and I was like, you're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I did really appreciate that those slimes turn colors because my kids all the time talk about lemon slimes and lime slimes and cherry slimes and berry slimes from Joker Three. Oh yeah, the like, little loading slime that you have. I, yeah, that is. Yep. Adorable. So. Hey, Matt Craft, before I forget, who's your who's your uh, starter that you went with? My starter that I went with, honestly, when I got asked the questions, I remember talking about a tough, a tough monster, and it gave me the mud medicine. And mm. I'll be completely honest about this. I've done this for any monster collecting game, and I also do it in Zelda with my horses. I really love The Witcher, so whenever I get monsters or horses, I name everything Roach. <laughs> My entire team right now, and all I have... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> my Mud Mannequin, my Slime, my Draki, my Kid Calamari, all of them are named Roach. Oh, jeez. Got a bunch of roaches. I was going to say, not even like Roach Jr., Roach the second, the third. <laughs> no. <laughs> And if, I, I swear, I hope that there is eventually in this game some kind of a combo system in between the monsters, because I would totally go swarm them by roaches. Oh, my goodness. I had nice. to make the fun. I'm sorry. But those so far, I'm really enjoying it myself. I remember not really clicking with any of the Joker's titles. I just I don't remember why now. But for some reason, turning this on and playing it made me think of freaking Dragon Quest Monsters 1 back on the Game Boy. Yeah, I think so it was far, really, that's all I had ever tried, and I never stuck with it, but I was like, at least it's on a Switch, so it feels, like, modern, and I'm like, okay, I could, you know, like I said, I was, like, probably 15 minutes into the demo, I was like, yep, I'm sold. Um, you know, then I played a little bit more, and I was like, well, all right. But um, I think just <laughs> having, you know, a, a modern version where I can, like, you know, talk to people and stuff like that, where I don't need to, like, rely on crusty old, you know, guide or something like that. Like, we have avenues now where we can all kind of, like, talk about these things, and I think it'll just be, you know, um, like, easier to, you know, access and, you know, understand and stuff like that. Oh, I I completely agree with you there, because I'm thinking of when I played all these games, you know, when I played the first one and the second one, I had never even, maybe I was on the Dragon's Den by then, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Um, but even then, I played the Monsters games probably three, four years after they came out. Um, all these fan translations I played years after they came out. And, oh gosh, I guess Joker 1 and Joker 2 were the two and that I was around for to talk people, and the Den really lit up with that stuff, but... Even then, you know, the, the the Discord and getting an instant answer other than like, well, what should I breed with this? Oh, let me shut my game off, go to bed, wake up tomorrow, see if anybody answered me. Um, <laughs> it's a little it's a little bit. Uh, it, it's the first time that you can like feel that excitement like quickly. Maybe if I would have been on the IRC or something 20 years ago, would have been like that. But no, I know, you know what you mean. 
Yeah, it, it goes further than that kind of for me, but we, we can get into that with the with, you know gameplay and okay. later on and stuff like that. I, I just never feel well, in control, you well, know, and, with, with these games. And, be, and before we go there, yeah, uh, how has everyone been doing with like synthesizing? Because I've only done it three times. <laughs> you get these monster raiders. Well, I mean, your wife's out of the country, so you know maybe that's why you haven't done it so much. I but oh <laughs> oh uh, you know. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't synthesize shit. We were breeding these monsters, man. And then those monsters ran away to get married and dropped their egg behind. Gave them, gave me their firstborn. Um, parents ditched. They ditched, man. It was like, yeah, hit it Never and to be quit seen me. Again. It's your yep. problem now. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, you get these like uh, these special monster wranglers that show up at different locations, and they have monsters you can synthesize with, and you can get like special combinations if you have a particular monster that they're asking for. And I've done that three times with the three that I, I've done, but that's been it. I've gone through the whole demo, beat the whole thing, and just did three synthesized combinations to do you it. You didn't go down to the basement to do the synthesizing at all? Mm-mm. I'd like talk to the okay. guy maybe once, and that was... That was it. Maybe not even that. I think I just like went went over to him and then I, I yeah, I didn't even do it. I didn't even go that far. <laughs> yeah, I, my son was the same way. Like I was synthesizing two days ago and he said something was like, how do you do that? Because he's here beating the demo. And I'm like, it, it was kind of like a brief message. It was like, hey, by the way, you can now synthesize stuff. But there's the door to the next world. So it was like, yeah, I'm going to go down there. I'm going going out the freaking door. <laughs> I, I want to go see the more worlds. And uh, but no, I've done a fair amount of it now. It, you know, it. what is it? You start with G, you can, you know, get some guys up to F, but there's no E rank monsters that you can create in the demo. Is that right? As far as I know, unless someone yeah, else has seen I, anything. I, yeah, no. I think that's the limit. I think it's all just the G's and the F's. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot of reason to keep synthesizing stuff. And, you know, it, you got to get your monsters to level 10 to do that. So I've not been like grinding with crappy monsters. I mean, I just it's whoever's in my party of eight, the backups and everything. Like if, if they get big enough, I'll go synthesize them if I see something new. But other than that, I've not put a lot of time into that. I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll have plenty of time for that later. So I think when I unlocked Synthesis, I didn't have very many monsters that were a high enough level to actually feed. That too, yep. Uh, <laughs> but I did end up synthesizing two of my main party. I think I synthesized Friday the Flight, Friday the Fright Bulb, and Wobie McGuire the Wobergine into an onion slime <laughs> named Oniony. Very creative, I know. Um, and then I fused Veggie the Vegandragora with... What did I synthesize it with? How dare you, first off, synthesizing that boy. Okay, I synthesized that boy. and Oh, it was a regular slime because I synthesized it into a Drake slime. And ah. then I immediately went Ooh. and scouted Veggie the second. Good, so good. I, <laughs> As you should. So I had those two. And then uh, I found the first monster wrangler in the third area and made the horrifying saucers, which my brother, I, I had handed the controller to my brother for some reason at that point. And so he named that monster lamb sauce, <laughs> which is a Gordon <laughs> Ramsay reference. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, and that, that was kind of it for what I did for most of the game. Pendy came back and said, there are three monster wrangler wranglers you can synthesize with. And I'm like, what? There are two that I missed. And so I went and found those today. Um, and so yeah. those, those are cool because they have monsters that you can't otherwise get mm -hmm. in the demo. So they so are they in set places? Yes. Yes. Like oh, one's okay. in, one's, you, one you go back to Endor, all the way to Endor to find the guy. Mm-hmm. 
And the, the other the one's in the Molosseum. Okay. The other thing that I thought was really cool about the synthesis is that they mark which recipes are a special recipe. Yes. So rather than just sort of, you know, guessing that, oh, this is something that I could wouldn't be able to make with a different pairing, um, you know, hey, I need to synthesize this bright bulb and this uh, aubergine in order to get the onion slime. Like, it's not going to really happen if I do it with something else. So you kind of know which ones to gravitate towards because they're going to be harder to get. Yeah, it's like highlighted yellow or something, or at yep. least it was with the rangers. Yeah, it's got a border yellow. Yeah. And I know, so yeah, those are the ones that are not just generic, you know, slime times dragon family equals this. So how does, so. like, how does it work? Like, when you synthesize something, like, what do you keep as a kind of, like... Um, like a Nothing. couple skills. From <laughs> no, so, go ahead, Blue. Yeah, so uh, you take so each monster can have up to three skills if it's mm-hmm. a normal sized monster. Um, and between those skills that you have on the parent monster and the innate skill that's going to come on the child monster, you can mm-hmm. pick three out of all of those. Okay. Um, as far as the skill points goes, you can inherit 50% of the skill points mm-hmm. from a parent if they're allocated into a skill tree, and then any unallocated skill points, you inherit 25%. Much, guess- to, much to Platy's horror when he realized <laughs> he was losing all those skill points. Not that it yeah. matters, because everything resets after the demo. It's but. all good, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you yeah, can really- yeah. I- you can I really like Joker. It's I been like that for all of Joker. Mm-hmm. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> so are you like inclined to synthesize a bunch then? Because if you have all these points and stuff like that, you're kind of like starting off at a good point where you can just like pump a bunch of points into this low guy low level guy and then right. you're kind of all set. Yes. So the way that it also works is I think the starting stats of the monster come from, to a degree, the stats of the parents. Mm-hmm. That um, makes sense. I don't know they exactly do, yes. how that works. So if you synthesize higher level parents together, you're going to get a stronger base monster. Mm-hmm. But and do you, you start should, at level one? You start at level one. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, those first couple of levels go so fast that oh, yeah, like, don't, you don't even really notice right. that you've got a... So they're usually like, make sure that you're careful about synthesizing your whole team at once because right. you don't want to start with the whole team of level one monsters. But honestly, usually you'll probably be okay. Like you do a couple fights like right outside town and then yeah. you're good to go. And then you have like 20 something skill points to allocate. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're inheriting a skill from the parent, you want to allocate the skill points into that. But otherwise, obviously, if you allocate skill points into a skill that you don't take, those are just gone. So there is merit to taking the 25% cut from the unallocated skill points. Cool. I appreciate that explanation because, yeah, I'm nowhere near synthesizing. I, you know, again, <laughs> I've only probably put like an hour in. And, and really, it's because... I don't want to put all this effort in and then just have everything be wiped from the demo. It's like, why am I doing, you know, I don't want to put a ton of effort in. You know, I want to see what the game is about and stuff like that, see if I would get interested. But, yeah, getting into the systems and stuff, I'm like, I'll I'll wait until December (laughs) to get into that. I was actually surprised how long it took to get to synthesizing. Uh, not that I yes. minded, but I was like, "Oh, yes, this I takes agree. a little bit of time to get there." It's not like it's not like Temple of Dharma and Dragon Quest Seven long, <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> but it was it was surprisingly a, l- a little bit of time. I was like, "Okay, I'm fine. I'll just wait." Which you know, thinking back to it, like, oh, that's usually how these games go. I mean, 
Joker 3, you had to beat the first world and get into the second world. And I don't know if you had to beat it or get a decent way through that city. Joker 3. Uh, yeah, and Joker 3. Basically basically the whole way through the city, which is the second yeah, world. Yeah, okay. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that, that that's quite a while before you're synthesizing there, too. So I went Joker from annoyed one, to like, I w- oh, this is, this is how it goes. This is... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Powerful. Which, honestly, I you're, just forget. Being intro- you're being introduced to so many new monsters at the time and... Your monsters aren't really going to be level 10 anyway, so... That, like you said, when I walked out that door that first time in the third world, not one of my monsters was level 10. So going down and trying to do synthesis that first time wouldn't have worked anyway. So 100%, yeah. It, It hits it right around the... Which... Also, I did a kind of a good bit of exploring, so it does hit at a pretty perfect time to, you know, they, they had the balance right. Like, oh, you'll all be level eight, nine and maybe get up to 10 right in this world when you're when you're ready for it. I have to say, as a, a quick aside of the other names that I did, I had to name my blue slime slime time. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I will say I, I've you got creative, but maybe my important slime, though. You forgot What's the most slime? important one of them all. Westy. <laughs> That'd have been a good one. And it has a Y at the end. I could have used that. There you go. That works out perfect. <laughs> I named my slime slimy. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually that uncreative with names, but I don't know. I was just feeling it as part of the vibe. Oh, God, that's, you know, that reminds me. So two years ago when my son first played um, Dragon Quest Monsters 2 when I hacked the 3DS and he was like very excited and he dropped like 80 hours into it and then really hasn't ever asked to play any of the other ones. I'm like, do you want to play Joker 3? Do you want to try this? He's like, nah, no, whatever. It's fine. Um, He's really into this demo. But sure enough, back two years ago, he would be catching those monsters. And like my wife and I would always be asking him like, oh, what do you name that one? And Blue was the exact same thing he did. Slime was slimy. Dracky was like, Dracky. <laughs> like, it's and my wife would start input. guessing. She's like, um, is that Dragony? And he's like, yeah, Green Dragony. <laughs> it's easy to input. You don't have to like do a whole, like you don't have to delete all the characters and then type it all, right. type something new completely out. Most of the, Most of the name is already there for you. Yeah, and then Drippy, what were we talking about on Discord the other day? Like, it's hard to, you know, you name them these cool names and then whatever. They're just breeding foster. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like two or three in and I was like, wait a minute. I don't, one, I'm not creative enough. And two, I was like, yeah, it doesn't really matter because these guys are gone in a couple hours anyway. So, fuck them. But then you get to have Veggie the second and Veggie the third (laughs) and Veggie the fourth. And by world three, Veggie the fourth is obsolete. Yeah. But, But I will keep him because he's adorable. There you go. There you go. Wonder how big the monster pen allows you to be. Yeah. Infinite. It's I, not, I know. Uh, it's not infinite in Joker three, but I have not even come close to the cap. So like. Well, you know, when you're synthesizing, I'm like Pokemon, where you have it, and there you go, you've got it forever. Um, yeah, you're always having your inventory here, going through the synthesis. Because yeah, it wasn't like you guys were saying there was. There's not like a dex or anything, right? I mean, there's you can probably keep track of what you have or anything, right? So there will be a library in the full release of the mm-hmm. game, but mm-hmm. it's Is one it of training? it's. That's or a good question. Be? Yeah, because the other ones had it, right? Will there be what? Training. Like, I give you Veggie the second, and you give me Bulbo Baggins in return. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, those have been in. Yeah. We'll see. There should be. I mean, I, I'd, I'd hope so. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was, like, a, a feature, because I know the second game, they split between protagonists, right? Was there any, was the thing to do trading between those two, or was it just like, yeah, we feel like making two games because Pokemon's big now? 
they had different spawns mm-hmm. and you know you'd, you'd go into the first world and you know you'd both find the same eight but then there were like two that were unique to each game and i don't know brought, if there there was no way to get those otherwise or not because i actually brought, played through side by side with my link cable <laughs> nice <laughs> and then they the brought day. them then they merged them together for the remake yeah the remake was just one game which is fine they don't need to do you know they didn't need to keep Dude. going with the pokemon split they did it once and never again thank goodness it would have been awesome if we got that released in the in in the West. Oh, all those 3DS games are great. Yeah. Didn't get I'm um, yeah, didn't get a one. So it's amazing Not- that we finally have gotten a Dragon Quest Monsters game in the West because we haven't had it for I don't know how many years, decades or something. Is since Joker Two. Joker Two, yeah, say- which was probably close to twenty ten. Yep. So I was gonna say it's been more than ten years since we've had an official release here. I mean heck, Japan's gone like what, seven or eight years, I think, at this time. I think it was twenty sixteen was Joker Three or Professional, something like that. So 2017, I think, based on the copyright that I've seen when booting up the game. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been seeing it a lot lately, so. And of yeah. course. And of course, we know now that's a lot. Of, a big part of that has to do with treasures, because originally that was going to be a monsters game, and then they said, "Oh, this isn't going so well. We're going to do." So- We'll get back to you. And then they got back to us and said, oh, you know what? This is going to be a completely different game. We're still going to do a Monsters game, but Treasures is no longer going to be that. It's going to be its its own thing. And they apparently switched courses, did that, and side-developed this game. Like, yeah. It had to be in development Odyssey. at the same time. You don't just whip this out in a year. Yeah, honestly, I was I was expecting like a whole additional wait time, but I guess it does sort of make sense because if you're developing it as a monsters game, you're probably you know putting together all of the monsters and all the skill sets and all the stat growths and things like that as you're going through the game, and then you know, hey, if it ends up not being a part of that game, well, we have it. A lot of that work's done. You're right. Let's just put it in a different world. Exactly. Yeah, like you said, that's a good point. They probably had a lot of that pre-done as they were trying to make treasures into what it was before it, it before they changed course. And then as you know, Yuji Hori kept his promise. He said at that 35th anniversary presentation, like, hey, don't worry, we're still going to do a Monsters game. And they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think they did a really good job of picking sort of the story premise to go along with it. I think it makes a lot of sense. And it's definitely a story that a lot of Dragon Quest fans are going to be really interested in, in learning about. Well, you know, this has been their MO now for quite a while because we've had builders that, you know, played off Dragon Quest 1. You've had builders 2 that played off Dragon Quest 2. Um, you had the Heroes games. Just thinking like in the last six years, like they're all very reliant on the older games. You got your heroes from the older games. Um, you're remaking Dragon Quest 3 with the 2D HD. So and it's hey, kind of like it's progressing. It's like, what's next? <laughs> oh, well, let, let's do something with Dragon Quest 4. Yeah. So and, you know, Malroth, I think, was very well received as a uh, mm-hmm. lovable guy in uh, Builders 2. So what's the next good guy we can have? Oh, well, we've already brought him in the heroes. We've already had him as a playable character in the DS version. Let's bring you Mr. Manslayer. I was so excited when I saw that. I'm not much of a Monsters guy. Like I said before, I've only played the first one. But once I saw that Pizarro was in it, I was like, oh, you got me. You got me, Square Enix. You put Pizarro in a game, I'm going to play it. <laughs> All right, so let, let's move on down. We That was our monster selection plus half the other stuff. Um, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a movie. What do you think about gameplay and graphics so far? So game- I guess if I can go first, I don't know. So the gameplay, the one thing that really sticks out is the seasons mechanic. 
And Mm -hmm. it's interesting because, you know, as the seasons change, you know, in summer vines will grow that you can climb up in winter, the rivers will freeze over and you can walk on top of them. In the spring, there are flowers that just grow so big that they can fly you places or that you can ride down the river. And it's it's a really interesting concept as far as what, you know, you can do based on the time of year. And I, I think what they did is they replaced the day-night cycle with it just because I have not seen anything to indicate any sort of day-night cycle. You know, dragons no. are out in the daylight. Um, and, you know, uh, if, if a whole year can pass without it becoming night, eh. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 other thing, the other thing that is a little weird is that simultaneously the seasons feel like they pass very quickly and very slowly. Because, like, if you miss the window to go across the river in the winter, well, okay, you got to wait a whole other year. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you know, there's maybe not quite enough. Like, so, like, it's a really long time to wait for winter to come again. But there's maybe not quite enough time to explore an entire area in one season. Oh, so, so I think that could be added as a skill later on. Because, I mean, a lot of the Dragon Quest Monsters games, I think there's been skills that have been added throughout the game as you go on. Like, you can actually cast Zoom after a while. Although this one gives actually, it to you. Right from the beginning. Actually, yes, that is a good point, because I do remember seeing one of those uh, tips and tricks that says there's an item called seasoning. Ooh. Ah. That, of that course you it's called that. <laughs> yes. use to change the season. I was and hoping I was for like, that. This, this mystical item that, you know, as far as I can tell, doesn't exist in the demo, but... As an item that is cool, and I would pro- I would expect that they would give it to you as a skill that was sort of what's the word I'm looking Permi- for uh, a permanent, unlimited sort of things like later. A, like like a, a skill that Sorrow could use. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like an outside of battle thing. Um, yeah, I mean, even going back to was it Dragon Quest three was the first one with the day night, and you got that little nightlight. The nightlight, yeah. So I mean, they've always given that option. It you know may not be until the third or fourth or fifth world or something. You know, so you got to suffer through it but then hey now you got a reason to go back to the first world and do some extra exploration i noticed you they also have the weather that changes which was something that mm. i thought was fun in dragon quest 11 uh where certain enemies will come out when it's raining and, and things like that it was was 11 the first time they had weather changes like that it's the first time i saw it because i remember yeah the cows uh, specifically would say like oh it's about to rain so they did have that in Joker 3 and ah. in Joker 2 as well. Um, so that's also a skill that... Uh, in Joker 3, you don't get the skills to manipulate the time of day or the weather until, like, not the post-post the post post game, but the post-game. Joker 3 Pro is kind of a mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hard to talk about that one, like, uh, where are we in the story? Well, we're in the second post-game. Yeah, Plat- Platty asked me if I was at the final, final boss, and I'm like, I think I'm at the final, final, final boss? Uh, <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, no, I-, I could see them with the seasoning, and probably, you're right, probably having either some sort of skill or just le- leave it item-based. You know, maybe you got to spend a couple grand to get one all the time if you want to start flipping through those seasons, or... Uh, flipping through the weather because like rain doesn't just fall in the spring it can snow in the winter so you you start getting those different now you've almost got eight different time timed things that you can play with you could either have you know clear spring summer fall winter or you could have precipitation in any of those months 
I do think from what I've seen is that the weather only seems to be different in the winter. Um, so I think like the rain in spring, summer, fall, like the 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 enemy uh, that comes uh, out is the wing slime. And the wing slime you can find in the rain in any of those first three seasons. But for the mm-hmm. longest time, a lot of us were like, what is this last monster in the first area? Like it's demon. I have no idea where it is. Um, and it comes out when it's snowing in the winter. Mm. And I've noticed okay. something similar for the third area where it rains fire down in spring, summer, fall, and then in the winter it gets really windy. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, you can use those. That's what is fun about how interactive the world is and how it changes throughout the seasons because what you're talking about, you can get to certain areas and it will blast you way up to these mountainous areas that you wouldn't otherwise be able to access. Yeah, I was really puzzled. Gosh, what was it? I think it was the first one that I was like, really, like, I don't understand what's going on here was the first winter you experience in the first area. There were like all these little like it's an area with like glowing fireflies, kind of. And they were just hovering over parts of the ice. Yeah, it wasn't. Yep. And it wasn't until I moved on and it like changed back to spring that I realized those were where like the flowers that floated down the river were. That's exactly what happened to me, too. I'm like running around. And I've noticed them in other areas. If it's not the right season, there's still a visual clue there like, hey, maybe you should check back here later because there's just some floating little rainbow lights here and nothing's going on. But yeah, come back there in another season. Like the other would say the wind might blow, the this Mm -hmm. might happen. The other nice thing that they do is in the season that you are in, they actually put markers on the map for you for areas that you can access. That's right. So the little, like short- little shortcuts and like they'll they'll mark all of the water bodies that froze over or the flowers that you can take to fly up things or the random platforms that come out of the acid water in the in Nadiria. I also appreciate when you're fighting the monsters that it gives you a little check mark to indicate whether you've uh, scouted that monster or not or you have it. Yes, that's that can be helpful. <laughs> That's something that they've had in for a while, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely a good thing. All those accessibility can give you information at least. Like you don't have to go search it out the whole time. Like stop, look at your, go back to the paddock. Do I have that guy? Oh no, exactly. And, you know, and there's like other the markers. Like I don't have to travel this whole thing four different seasons looking for every single thing that could possibly be there. And the other quality of life stuff that I like about it, which I I know I remember from Eleven, but I don't know if it was in previous. Dragon Quest games, but like the pink speech bubble to show you like who's the important person you have to talk to to continue the plot or or the game or like how you revive your MP every time you level up, things like that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that pink one, I just remember really distinctly the other day I was trying to get the uh, Dragon Quest X offline working with the fan translation and it literally like the first thing is like go out the door go find this person in town you can't miss them there's a pink speech bubble above their head talk to them they continue the story nice now one thing that i am disappointed about is and this continues to disappoint me in the newer most of the newer dragon quest games is when you do zoom and you're inside you don't hit the (laughs) ceiling you just go straight (laughs) i miss that man i miss that what do you miss about it, though? I like, miss hitting my head and feeling like an idiot, being like, oh, I need to go outside. It's just, mm-hmm. a, it, yeah, the charm of it. It makes evac a totally obsolete spell. Yeah, it does. True. Yep, that cuts that out. So yeah. what about the graphics? How do, how do you feel about the graphics on this? Well, can I can I just talk about the gameplay for just a second? And, oh, and go get right like ahead. Your, yeah, no, we're not allowed to go back. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's zooming right back. He was indoors. It's fine. We just went over that. (laughs) Trippy doesn't have Uh, to hit his head. Yeah, I just want to like my thing with these with these games is I just don't feel like I'm in control. Um, Like there's obviously like the tactics and like orders and stuff like that. But I feel like I can't even like if I'm fighting like a a slime and a, a, a platypunk or whatever. And if I hit attack, you know, usually you can choose, like, oh, I want to go for, like, this group. But I just never feel in control, um, you know, and especially in the arena. Like, it just totally takes away. Like, it even narrows that down where you only have tactics where it's, like, you know, focus on healing or whatever. And I don't know. I, th- I think it's just the, um, yeah, again, just not feeling in control. But the, the thing with the scouting, too, that I kind of wanted to ask you guys about, you know, being the experts and stuff. So... Is it always you only get, like, one chance to scout them, and does doing damage, like, improve the odds? Because it, it did seem to do that. Like, you know, if you, obviously, you know, if you weaken them, um, you know, your chances go up and stuff like that. But only having one chance, I don't know, I, I wish I could do more. It depends. Yeah, you don't actually only have one chance. Um, When you scout, the monster has a chance to either become irritated or <laughs> angry. Yeah, yeah, the frenzied so, state or whatever they call it, uh, right? The frenzied state is actually different. So oh, if, okay. if you fail a scout and they get angry, mm-hmm. um, they're, every monster in the part in the on the enemy side, their tension will go up to five. Mm, okay. Um, and so that's how you'll know. Okay, I can't try this again. Um, what's new to this game is if they don't get angry, they get irritated. And so <laughs> then if too. you, so, <laughs> so that if you try again, your chance actually goes down. Mm-hmm. So like the, the subsequent tw- times, the same monster doing the same attack will get fewer percentage points on the monster. Um, and so things that you can do later is usually if, uh, uh, damaging the monster doesn't usually give you a better chance, but if you reduce its defense, boost your attack, mm-hmm. um, usually you want monsters that can psych up, because if you can psych up to like 100 scout, usually you're good to go. Okay. Um, and also, usually, the monster meat is not as garbage as what they give you. Um, yeah, because the, the good meat that you get, the smoked sirloin or whatever, it gives you like 4% extra, and it's like, that's not gonna make a big difference like in joker 3 that's a 15 percent mm-hmm. boost like what determines so, what determines the percentage is it just like level stats stuff like uh, that I, I, I would say like like how much physical damage you would do gotcha okay it, it's all based on the physical damage isn't it yes so you definitely you want to yeah, pick monsters and, with high attack for scouting yep. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, makes I thought, sense. And I thought, you know, I thought it was interesting that like you could either get them through a scout and then the fight just ends, or they could join you in the end, and that's what the, the meat seemed to be the most good for is if they would get back up after the fight and join you that way. And I and I really loved the. I don't know if this was used in previous monsters games, but I like how you get to certain points in the plot and you like you'll you'll get to a certain area or you beat a certain arena, and then the people will be like, "Oh, now now it's going to be easier for you to scout monsters in this area because you've built your reputation up." That's new. That that's completely <laughs> new. Yep, yep. I was going to say that was something. And what was funny is I didn't even really notice it. I got to that second area, and I don't know what my luck was just going. I was hitting everything with 30 percent, and more often than not, a. 25%, 30%, I'd catch it. I'm like, wow, I'm just rocketing through this second area. And you get to that, um, what is it, the second arena, and someone's like, did you notice that it was harder to catch monsters in this area? I was like, 
No, it wasn't. It was, it <laughs> was then, hard for me. <laughs> me as well. I, I knew that I knew the percentage was down. I just figured it was like, well, these are harder monsters. And I mean, I'm still level seven. I mean, I'm not expecting to rock these people with a level yeah. seven. But you know what? I went back outside and then suddenly I was like just within like one level there. Whereas I was doing 20 to 30. Now I'm doing like 60 to 70. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so that actually did make a big difference. Whoa, 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 whoa. It made a difference for you? Yeah. I didn't notice a difference at all. No, oh, I did. Oh, oh yeah. I'm the same same way. I was like in the 20s and the 30s. And then as soon as my reputation went up a- after I did a certain plot point, boom, it was like, like Platty said, like 70s, 80s. That's why I was disappointed about the last section, because the last section they said, well, if you can save my son, then you'll probably you'll yeah. be easier to scout <laughs> monsters in this area. But you that's where the game cuts off. So it's like I can't go back and have an easier It'll time recruiting the monsters. <laughs> nope, not in the demo. <laughs> oh, something no, something I... else I thought was great was the difference between what Rose does. So whether you're in the human world where everyone's after her ruby tears, she stays in the castle and she that's where she hangs out. But then it, when you go to Nadiria, then she'll join you and she'll be kind of part of your party, not in the gameplay sense, but she'll be there for certain plot points and things like that of that nature. I thought that was fun how they did that too. Yeah. I thought it was funny how Rose, well, for, for one thing, I thought it was interesting that Rose was named after the village of Rose Hill, not the other way around. I don't know if that was something that you know, was normally was explained before, but that sort of threw me for a loop because I was like, what? This is Rose Hill, but there's no tower. There's no Rose. Um, And then suddenly the tower appears in a matter of days. (laughs) Yeah, because she didn't Um, have a name pretty quick. Like we've all got living in these little like wooden huts, but we just whipped this tower up for you made out of brick. And he got one of the builders. I'm convinced. (laughs) convinced. (laughs) Also, just just how how Sara was like, no, you can't come with me. You can't stay. Or at least that's that's. For for once, I actually picked no, and just the way that the character just shakes his head no is kind of funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, just him being like no. Yeah, you can say no to all of those, and they'll still do a little. But thou must not. In the, yeah, they'll say it differently. <laughs> but there's you can say no to all of that, and they'll have a little funny response to it, which is 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 fun to see. It, it also feels like it's kind of in character for Sorrow to be like, no, this is I'm just just go away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, some other funny things that I saw in the gameplay was like how the enemies will run at you on the world screen. And I hid behind a tree and I had like two different enemies just running at me, running into the tree. They wouldn't go around. They're just going <laughs> straight at the tree, which was hilarious. And then I saw a Komodo and a vegan. How do you pronounce it again, Blue? Vegan Dragora. Vegan Dragora. So- They're running full speed, like right at each other. I don't know why, but <laughs> that was, was kind of looked at, like maybe that was a glitch. And then, oh, and then something that wasn't a glitch that I thought was cool was just, you'll see monsters like kind of interact with each other sometimes. Like you'll have, they'll be following along with each other or it looks like they have a little sing-song symbol above their head. But there was one where there's two uh, liquors. Is that what they're called? The little... The lipsies, lips, lips, lips. Yeah, the two lips. With they the, were lipsies. You're right. The, the, the two lips it. were just like one of them was like licking the other one, and the other one was like, "Oh my god, more, more!" and just like throwing his head back. And I was like, "Whoa, what did I run into here?" Yeah, wow, that's a little uncomfy. <laughs> it was. I was like, <laughs> "Wow." <laughs> Tongue ashing over here. 
Well, at least they weren't whacking the green dragon. <laughs> what is what is also funny is that, you know, the monsters that run at you on the overworld, sometimes they run into you and then it's like, but they don't notice your presence. And it's like, <laughs> pretty sure he did. You, so you, just, you just chased me. So insignificant. <laughs> oh, and before, one last thing They're before running towards you and then, Damn. oh, no, I'm turning around. Kill me, please. Oh, and how many mini medals did you guys get? I heard there's four, but I only got two so far, but I haven't explored everything. Four is what I found. I didn't find a single one. Because <laughs> you can't look and you can smash pots and everything like that. But I was I kept running up to the like dressers and like bookshelves and just nothing <laughs> popped up. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> like I should be able to do this. Uh, I was so disappointed with that, too. I was like, oh, I can't check the dressers or the drawers. Nothing. Yeah, it's just like a habit in Dragon Quest games. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's where the dressers are. Here's the bookshelves. Clear that out and then go to the next one. Yeah, it was was really weird to not have that. Oh, and one last thing that I noticed as well, well, didn't notice, was I didn't realize until I started beating up those or trying to beat up those large monsters that you could, you have the reserves. So you have your four main guys, and then you got four in reserve. I didn't know you could just switch them out freely with no penalty. And if they all die, then they all get brought in. If one dies, you can bring out the dead one, bring in the one that's still living. And I thought that was nice. So you basically have eight monsters that you can play with during battles. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that the hard way. I decided just to see how hard that Atlas or Cyclops dude was. Oh, you too? Early <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. And... This is also when I learned how shitty the autosave is. Um, I've played too many hours of games where the autosave saves differently than your normal saves. Well, this one, the autosave overwrites your hard save. So I hard saved. I fought him, got stomped like four straight rounds. I was like just trying to get off anything. Then, like you said, Penny, the backups come out and I'm like, well, whatever. I'm just going to hit reset when this is all done. So I just fight, 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 sped it up, um, let it try. And it didn't work. You know, I died. Well, I respawned, I think it was back by like the river from where he was for some reason. And it was easy enough just to warp back. But I was like, I turned the game off and went to reload. And where was I? Right after getting wiped. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So the autosave saves right after you get wiped. And I didn't look at my gold, but I figured it was probably half gone. Yep. So that ticked me off. And from that point on, I definitely turned off the autosave. Like, if I'm going to lose something, it's going to be because I didn't hit save, not because I tried to save and then it overrode it. But um, I did have one little glitch. You guys, I know, Penny, you were saying something about maybe that was a glitch or whatever. Um, I got into the, you might have just heard it there. I got into (laughs) the second, (laughs) the second arena battle um, in the second area, or actually it was just the first battle, but it was in the second area. And there's a stinking shell slime there in that first battle that will um, cast Kabuff. And I was just going with my scouting team into that and just kind of walked right in it. And I was like, oh, crap, like, this is not good. All I have is physical guys with no spells on them. And so I guess there's a time limit to the arena because I got to round 19 of 20 and the game just stopped letting me input anything. Like I just threw a 30 second video in our group chat 
of like just the camera panning, camera panning, zooming in on this guy, zooming in on that guy. But there's no input. I can't like press, you know, the next thing. Um, I know Jay was asking me today. He's like, what if you did auto battle? I'm like, it was on. I had the auto battle on. I had the speed up on and those weren't doing anything. And it just endlessly just kept showing me them. I had to turn it off. And luckily, I'd done my hard save right before I went into that battle. So, yeah, that was weird. I remember reading this as it's supposed to go up to 20 rounds. And then if it goes to 20 rounds, then it's just game over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, my, mine got helplessly caught on round 19. Not that I, I was going to win anyway. I, I think that uh, the devs just didn't expect anyone would actually get to round 20 on the demo. <laughs> and, and that could very well be it. Like, it just wasn't part of the demo programming. So that's fine. They got a couple months. And honestly, like, even if that was in the main game and had to get patched a little bit afterwards, like... I, I I just reset anyway. It's no big deal. <laughs> but I was like, I'm caught up here. Like, come on. I just want to get out of this battle so I can actually bring in my normal team. I shouldn't have walked in here without some spellcasters. Like, yeah, my bad. But so what about graphics? What I've heard think? a lot of what? people complaining about, you know, sort of how they look simple. But honestly, I think one of the things that I've always liked about Dragon Quest is that it's kind of stylistically simple in itself. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, I think they're charming. Like, to a degree, sure, maybe it would look better if it like wasn't on a Switch or something like that. But at the same time, like, it's cute, it's pretty, the water looks pretty, the spring trees are pink and have flowers, and there's, there, there's a lot of pretty stuff going on. Yeah, I wish they could just get away from the Switch. And I don't know why, it, it's just so weird, like, they're just putting all these, like... Well, these things are just on Switch, like with Treasures and stuff like that. I mean, eventually that got ported to PC, but it's just like, I wish they could like flex their muscles because yeah, like like what you're saying, like I always like the Dragon Quest style, but like I don't want to play it on a Switch where it chugs anytime I'm in a forest area or like it looks like just Vaseline has been smudged, um, you know, over my screen. Like I, I had been playing it in handheld and then uh, today I played it for a little bit in uh, docked mode and my my tv kind of like boosts frame rates on some things and it was just constant like frame drops and i was like i need to play this in handheld again which is what i think i'm gonna do you know in a game where you can get really deep into systems and stuff like that i'll probably play it in handheld anyways and it seems to run fine when it's in handheld but yeah, the animations, like the the running animations, the jumping animations, they just feel so stiff to me. Um, but I, Treasures kind of did as well. Um, so maybe that's just like the engine and stuff that they're using. Um, I just really wish I could like play it on a PS5 or a good PC, you know. Well, I'm sure the a big reason why it's starting out on the Switch is because Dragon Quest Monsters has always been a portable experience. It's been mm-hmm. on all the different variations of Game Boy over the years so i'm sure that's why they ended up going the way that they did but if it's like treasures and hopefully the exclusivity deal that they probably have will you know go away at some point it'll be on steam and maybe some other systems but i mean that's i'm sure that's a big reason why this is on switch is because it's been a a traditionally a a portable type experience almost like a you know kind of like a pokemon kind of kind of deal yep that makes Uh, sense and mm -hmm. pokemon i always play handheld too because i'm so used to you know playing those games in handheld you know rarely ever go to dock mode so does this look better or worse to you than treasures 
or is it just identical? I think they're slightly. <laughs> I think they're slightly different styles, but I don't think anyone yeah. either one is worse than the other. And some of it too is probably you know it's it's the de- it's still the demo, so there's a lot that could still be polished up. Right. They got what three months with that, and that was another thing that really stuck out to me. I was like, wow, they are they're giving us a long time, like for people uh-huh. to get their hands on it and stuff. I was like, did they mean to do like three weeks? No, three months. So. Either they're feeling really confident, like, here's the game, or, like, we need to get these in people's hands and hopefully, you know, they, sell a few they, more copies. They wanted millions of beta testers. <laughs> <laughs> and we ate it right up. I was oh, yeah. Other than my one little random glitch, because I screwed up in the arena, like, I have not really encountered anything horrible. I've had, it anything, chug- period. I've had it chug on me a couple of times where there's too much things going on at once on the screen. Like, if it's raining... No, no, no. I had, uh, poison, I had the poison acid rain, and then I had monsters trying to come at me, three of them all at the same time, and I was running away from them, and I was up on this cliff, and it kind of lagged a little bit. And sometimes when I've gone to, like, the menu or the map, sometimes there's, like, more of a delay than there should be but other than that i think it looks fine i know some people kind of other people have complained about the lag or what it looks like but otherwise i like the style i like the the general look of it the the design of it's you know pretty as all get out especially with all the seasons and how everything changes but for the most part uh been pretty good as far as i'm concerned now i've only played this docked so i don't know if there's any difference if you play it on your tv versus playing it docked all the time i mean sorry i got that backwards i've only played it handheld and i haven't docked it and played it on my tv yet so i don't know if there's much of a difference between those two modes yeah i mean usually docked gives it a little bit more power right or yeah, is it because it's trying to do a higher scale it doesn't well, I don't yeah know. like it, it'll bump the resolution and stuff like that you know it might go from 540 to 720 um or 720 to to 1080 but yeah i definitely and the specific area i was in i was like talking to rose and yeah it was like a um like a forest it was like in a cutscene, and then when i got into the town but i was like there's nothing going on here and it's still chugging just you know running around and stuff um oh yeah that that's just been my quick i i couldn't do any more than like 20 seconds i'm like this is bad <laughs> i'm gonna go back to dock mode so that's what i did nice all right let's get down this list a little bit because um i'll skip over story for a minute because the next two i think we could probably get together pretty quick how about music and voice acting it's good voice acting Art- was a nice surprise yeah i forgot it was because they no, showed it in a trailer like the initial reveal trailer or whatever and then, yeah, I, I had my sound up and I was like, oh, that person just talked. Like, OK, cool. And I could be wrong, but I think it's the same voice actor that they've used in the past for Bizarro. Oh. And I thought that the voice of Rose was really good. I like the way that her voice actress has done the lines. That's been fun. Oh, something that's very funny is that I don't know if you if you all noticed this, but when Pizarro is finding items, sometimes he has a little, you know, grunt or something like that. So like when he finds when I found a Yig when I found a uh Yggdrasil leaf, he was like, Oh, like, oh hey, this is a nice item. But then when he found one time when I found monster manure, <laughs> he was like, hmm. He wasn't very happy about it. He was like, hmm. So I, I like I appreciated the little different sound effects that you get with him sometimes when you find different items. I thought that was nice. One thing I did not appreciate was Fizzy's voice. Oh, come on. Fizzy didn't do anything wrong. Fizzy was like an old woman. Yeah, I did not expect that. I had my sound off like initially, and then I turned it back up and I heard a voice. I was like, huh, that's not what I was expecting, but okay. Nope. <laughs> 
Busy to me sounded a lot like the tricky devil from Dragon Quest XI, uh, which is the the boss that you fight in the Mangle Grove with mm-hmm. Eric when you're going back to talk to Cobblestone. Yeah, she's kind of like a like a kind of a goofy maternal figure, and I thought as far as like little helper guides go in video games, I thought she was a lot more a lot less annoying than I've ever seen with other ones. Hey, listen, yeah. listen, hey. <laughs> so I thought Don't her stuff was Mr. Drippy. <laughs> I thought her stuff was cute. Oh, you know who I really loved, though, was Aussie, the announcer oh. in Nigeria. <laughs> oh, my God. That voice is so amazing. So amazing. And the ready fight like, kill. My brother was like, OK, after like every line he records, he's probably got to rest his voice for like a year. <laughs> yeah, And it's it's got to be like an Ozzy Osbourne reference, which is great. And he's got the best line in the game was introducing one of the teams. I'm going to just read, read this verbatim. He says, our next competitor is a brain rearranger who's no stranger to deranged danger. Larry scale Larry. That was my favorite line in the game. <laughs> So much alliteration. Honestly, all of the opponents you fight in the arena are really funny. Like they, <laughs> the first, the first one you come up is like his name is just Clancy, and the second one is like Uncle Tom, and then the third one is like <laughs> DJ Diggersby. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Um, but then you get into the later ranks, like in the Molosseum, and I think the first one you come up against in rank E is. Uh, Gustav Mahler, which is a classical music pun for the ages. So it's spelled Mahler like M-A-U-L. But at the same time, Gustav Mahler is like a really prolific composer in classical music. So just seeing that, and it's, it's it's the night conductor monster and all that stuff. So... Deep cuts. I well played. Deep yeah. cuts. Yeah. Uh, and with the uh, the music, music, of course, is a lot of classic Dragon Quest music. A lot of it from 4, of course, which is no surprise. And 4 is one of my favorite soundtracks, so I've been really enjoying that. There's been I, there's been some music. I think when you go outside in Nadiria and like the fire's coming down, is that new? Because that, that is one I didn't recognize. But I haven't played all the Joker games. I mean, all the Monsters games, so I don't know. That's a good question. If I ever comment on that, I get yelled at all the time. So (laughs) I would not know. Ask the question again. So when you go outside in Nadiria, and I think it's especially when the fire is raining down, when you got the volcanic stuff coming down, there's that track that's playing during that time. Like, I did not recognize that track at all. Uh, It seems like that could be new music, but I don't know. That is not new music. So that... Ooh, what's that from? uh, So the first time I know it's been used was Joker 2. Oh, okay. Um, that would explain it. It also shows up in Joker 3, mm. but I don't necessarily know if it may have been used in, you know, Monsters 1 or 2, because I'm not going to lie, the, but prior to this, I've only played Joker 1 and Joker 2 vanilla, because those are the ones that are released in the United States but yep. when I was not, you know, a little, little tiny Yes, child. we're we're old. We get it. Please. Yes, yes, you're old. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, there's some so, there's some tracks from the first Monsters game in there too, which I recognized right away. I was like, oh, that's from the first one. I remember yes. that. The so. synthesis mm-hmm. one, I believe, is one that I I did not recognize. Like I recognized it, but I didn't know it was all the way from the first Monsters. And, and I believe the arena music, um, the the regular and the boss music. I I'm pretty sure that was in the first Monsters game. Pretty yeah, sure. I, I think that's been the standard battle theme for the Monsters 
series since yeah. the very beginning. Um, which makes it interesting then that they went and changed the regular battle theme to be the Dragon Quest Four battle theme. Yes, that's true, and it, well, which also is used as in you said before. It makes lot. sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd be disappointed if they didn't use a lot of Dragon Quest Four music in this for obvious reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what about the story here? Um, I know today we were chatting in the uh, Dragon's Den Discord, and I made mention that I, th- I think this dumps you in. Like, there, there's stuff that you don't get before this, because you're just waking up in Rose Hill, and you're, you're pretty quickly getting monsters and going out there. Um, we've and seen they call stuff in you the trailer. Prince, but they, they call you Prince, but you're like, okay, but what does that mean? Like, how do you yep. know me? Why am I here? Why am I cursed? <laughs> yeah, and in the trailer, we've seen him get cursed yeah so you know is that is there a prologue video that we're going to see at the beginning and then this you wake up and start playing or blue were you saying that there's a lot of times with flashbacks in dragon quest games the story's not exactly told i said linearly i I said that they do that a lot and then i thought about it and mostly that just happens in dragon quest 8 that that's exactly (laughs) where my brain went when you said that i was like well yeah i mean you get a lot of stuff back to trodane and all that happening later but at the same time they did it really well in dragon quest 8 so if that's the route they go i think they'll be able to pull it off Mm-hmm. And I and I enjoy it how like you, they give you little snips of this here and there as you talk, start to talk to people, like they establish like, hey, this is your father, and oh, hey, you have a brother, and all this other all this other things. And if you can beat the most difficult part of the arena, then you'll get a little little glimpse of your of the big bad. Well, maybe the big bad uh, of your father in the game, but you don't see the top half of his body. It's kind of all shaded black. You just kind of see the the bottom half. And he says a couple of things. He's kind of surprised how you're doing and, and whatnot. So that was fun, fun to see that. And you don't that have is, to do that. That is one thing that I kind of am a little confused on in the story, because Monty tells you to go to Endor to sort of make a reputation for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you do that. You kind of do the same thing in Nadira. You, you you like want your dad to recognize you. But you have the mask to hide. But you control. have the mask on and you don't tell <laughs> yeah. anyone your real name. It's like. But he doesn't he doesn't know. He, he he suspects it's you, but he's not doesn't know for sure. It's kind of a Superman like uh, he's got to take off the glasses before I can really know what's going on here. You'd think he'd know him right away, even with a mask. But he's like, yeah. oh, I, this 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 kid, this kid's got potential. I think it might be might be Pizarro. I don't know. So they're, they're not they're uh, they're not sure as well, which I thought was funny. But also in the story, I thought it was fun that one of your future minions shows up and says, oh, it's all according to plan. So just like in four, especially with the ones that have the bonus chapter six, you got that one guy. Well, actually, it doesn't the, the normal ones, too, but he's, you know, behind the scenes kind of manipulating Pissarro to his will so that he can make certain things happen. Oh, yes. I was like, what is he talking? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to like give too much away because he's like the, you know, the bonus boss and in uh, in the remakes of four. And he, he does actually tell you in the original version of four, like, yes, I did this. And this is why Pizarro's the way he is. <laughs> but he, I like that he shows up in the, the demo as well. 
Yeah, one other thing that I'm curious to see what they do and, like, how they handle it is Rose's character. Mm. I don't just want her to be a stage five clinger the whole time, which, like, she's not, but also I feel like it would be really easy to fall into that. Like, I definitely want them to make it, because they're, like, partners, right? Yes, and that's what... But at this point, Rose is just like, please take me with you, and Sarah's like, ugh, fine, well, that's what I appreciate about appreciate about how they handle like the human world versus Nadiria. Because at first it's like, Rose, you're in the tower, stay there. And I was like, okay, so she's going to be here the whole game? Well, this kind of sucks. But then you get to Nadiria, like I said before, and then she starts to follow around with you. And then they put her into the plot and she starts talking to different people because your character doesn't really say much, if anything at all, in this game. They went with the whole silent protagonist, but not really kind of deal. So they use her a lot in the Nadiria scenes, which I think is going to continue on throughout the game, which I think will be good. Now that they did well with that, you mentioned that before and wholeheartedly agree. It's a neat little feature that, you know, she could have just stayed in that tower the whole time and they made her a non-character, but she has stuff to do. Now, this may be a more general like video game question, but when you get the chance to name your character like you do here, do you keep them like their canon name or do you name them something else? Like, did you keep it Bizarro or however the hell you say his name or did you? Yeah, I, I kept it as it is, but sometimes I'll, you know, I'll nickname them. I definitely went with Platy. Yep. Yeah, and I definitely Sorry. went with, with Pendy. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, yeah, like, this is obviously more of a character, a well-known character right, than any exactly. old Dragon Quest hero that, you know, all the canon names for them are just kind of throwaway stuff. Mm-hmm. But, no, this guy's obviously been in multiple games, had had a name. Cool. But, nope, he's still platy to me. <laughs> it's more naming the save file, so you know who's playing it. <laughs> oh, no, of me, it's it's Pizarro Pendy, or Pendy Pizarro. That's the character, damn it. <laughs> Pendizo. All right. So anything that you know, and I think we've actually covered this probably to death. Um, things that are new to this game compared to other Dragon Quest Monsters games. Um, things that are gone, like the uh, plus or minus or the gender system. My son was like over the moon with that. He's like, oh, I don't have to catch a male and a female. Yeah, they actually got rid of that in Joker 3 as well. Yeah, they did. And that's what I told him. I'm like, well, dude, you're the one who didn't want to play Joker 3. Like, you could have experienced this before. And then I... He, I even mentioned it to him after he brought that up. And he's like, I don't play the 3DS anymore. I was like, yes, Too cool for I that. know, but you could. You could. <laughs> Literally, you played it for two games. He did Ultra Moon and uh, Dragon Quest Monsters 2. And that was it. Like, then he was like, meh, no, I'll just keep playing the Switch. He doesn't want to go back. My one comparison point for this, because of, of having not much experience, is I thought it was great that they kind of hinted that Stark is going to be in here because he's always in anything that's four related and they because they got one npc that says like hey you know there's this god or goddess from zenithia that kind of went down the wrong path and now this this god or person or whatever it is now is slumbering somewhere and i was like ah something very big and powerful slumbering out there in the world that's got to be s tark at least that's my guess well he he was in most of the other Monsters games, too. Mm-hmm. He was the boss of the, like, uh, what is it? Terry's Wonderland, the 3DS one. That's the only boss I didn't beat. That's the only, because there's a whole post game to that that almost doubles the length of it. And I did all of it. And there was just one warp area I could not beat. And it was his. And honestly, if I would take the time to breed somebody up that had snooze or sleep, 
I bet I could, <laughs> but I was I was so over it by then. I was playing out in Citra on my computer, and I hate sitting at my computer. So that, that may be something I really want to try to get to on the 3DS next year before the 3DS uh, online stuff goes away in Japan, because it's still going there now. Is there anything else, Blue, that you saw that was new or, or changed from the different uh, versions that you had played before? Uh, I had something, but I've also totally forgotten what it was. It'll probably come to me when we're doing the outro. It'll be the best time. <laughs> All right, so there's still a little bit of debate because of wording when you start up the demo and wording when you beat the demo, what actually will transfer over to the main game. Um, at the base, at the most base level, we know your four party members, your four backup people will be able to transfer to the m- main game with their names. But other than that, completely reset um, any skills, any points, any whatever you put into them, that's all gone. They will come with their base skills and be at level one. Now, the question is the way it's worded in one of those messages is that you get to bring all your monsters and reserves. Yes, and there's another screen that uh, Nervar actually brought up that says you'll bring, you'll get to bring all your monsters, and it doesn't specify reserves or anything like that. It, it, like you said, it's like it's conflicting information that you get from the game. Mm-hmm. Now, now I noticed that the social media accounts said just your main monsters in reserves, and that was it. But I don't know that. I don't know if that's them. Not knowing the whole story, it's just a social media but, account. And then w- what, is, what does reserves mean? Does reserve mean the four, or does reserves mean everybody back at the farm? Yeah, because they talk about, like, they talk about, like, your, they, sometimes they talk about it separately. Like, hey, this is what's going on with your reserves. Hey, this is what's going on in the, in the paddock. So I don't mm-hmm. know. The paddock, yeah. Yeah. So, so the way this worked on the 3DS, there was a transfer app to transfer monsters from one game to the other. Um, and I, the only transfer app I ever used was from Dragon Quest Monsters 2 to Jag- Dragon Quest 3 Professional, Joker 3 Professional. And first off, those two games had wildly different monster pools. So honestly, half the stuff that I was trying to transfer over, I couldn't. It would just show like blacked out like that doesn't exist in Joker 3 Pro. Um, What you were allowed to do is once per day, once per 24 hour period. I want to say it was three. I could transfer over three monsters and it's what it seemed like here. You were just getting a base level one monster. You weren't getting to bring over, um, you know, the guy that you had that had leveled up to level 100 with all these uber skills or whatever. Um, If you did that. To a golem, you were just getting a base level. Here's a level one golem in uh, Joker 3 Pro. And also, which shouldn't affect this, they limited it. You couldn't transfer over anybody A or S, or maybe it was just S's that were blocked out and higher. Obviously, we've only got the uh, G and F's in here, so that shouldn't need to be a problem. But I wonder if it'll be something like that, where will you get them all automatically? Will you be able to bring over one per day or limited number what would you guys prefer would you prefer to have like all your leveled up guys and then potentially having to start the story over or would you kind of be like all right yeah i'll I'll start with level ones and kind of progress naturally through the game i would think i would want to reset you know down to level one but again that's kind of why i haven't put a ton of time into this because i feel like everything that i'm doing is just kind of for not you know what I'd, and i'd rather mm-hmm. start fresh mm-hmm. on you know retail coffee yeah because i'm gonna well, we're not gonna play this for another three months so i'm gonna mm-hmm. forget the crap out of everything right so having to yeah, restart yeah. again and just have some extra monsters that's that's fine with me yeah yeah no it's fine it, like and like i said i went through this on the 3ds it was like okay well i can pull over some like you know d's and e's or whatever 
Um, and mainly I just use them as breeding fodder. You know, well, hey, now I've got an extra eight guys in the paddock and, you know, that's eight less things I need to scout right at the beginning. But yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to be transferring over low level, low ranked monsters. So having them low level too, no big deal. I, I don't need to go maxing out my party in this. And really, there's no reason to then. And oh, yeah, and it, does, it doesn't say anything about story. I think that that's what makes me think that there's an intro. There's an intro something. It's not just going to be the cold open like this demo was. Because um, it even says you'll get to play part of the story. It doesn't say the beginning of the story. And it oh, I, I feel like it didn't that. feel like a beginning. Yeah. I didn't think so. I feel that like could be true. it could just be five minutes. It could be a five minute cutscene in. Because we've seen in the trailer where he like tries to do something and the guy curses him. Like you see him get cursed in the trailer. And I just kind of figured that was and i swear to when you go to fight the first time in the game like the guys like remember you're cursed so but that works both ways that works as a cold opening kind of like hey don't forget because we never told you that you're cursed yeah that's right that's right and also we get some kind of wranglers bundle whatever that's going to be for playing yeah i saw that you'll get to mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Bonus items a couple now hoard of... for the entire game. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably a couple <laughs> mid-rank meaty treats or something. Give me the couple seeds. Of... I have all these seeds that I can't use <laughs> or can't transfer over. I'm like, what do, I, what do I do? I might as well just like use them all. Might as well use them up, man. Yeah. Go after the dragon or something. Because I have like five, six, four of like all these different kinds of seeds that I just haven't used. And that's a weird thing about this game is like I... It's like I don't want to use seeds because I just gonna, I'm gonna like get rid of this monster at some point in time, and so I keep wanting to keep it and keep it and not use it. But I should because then the stats, as you can find the two, are better. But whatever, I'm always like, yeah. no, I can't use it yet. Honestly, the the only seeds that you really need to think really hard about are seeds of skill. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Everything mm -hmm. else. I mean, if you have like three extra HP on your parent monster, you might get one extra HP on your start. I was going to say, yeah, that's not so going like, to make the biggest of difference in the breeding. No, if it makes any at all. Like if you feed like 80 seeds, that's that's going to make a little bit of a dent, but it's going to be like the entire game's worth of seeds. Interesting, interesting. All right, I so did, one last thing. Wait, oh, I, I, I did think of the thing that is different. Oh, uh, <laughs> Um, so the thing that is different is in previous monsters games, there have been four different sizes of monster. So you can mm, have a one mm -hmm. slot, two slot, three slot, and even four slot. But it seems like for this one, they have cut that back and it's only one and two slot monsters. Correct. And Which, I did see somebody and I, I've seen so much speculation that you're able to, and maybe not even speculation, but there's screenshots out there that you're able to have larger versions of the same monster. And was it Jay who said he got a two slot? Yes, liquid he got a two slime slot. Today? Bubble slime. Bubble oh, slime, yeah. that makes so much sense now because I saw, what are the little gopher guys called with a shovel? The mischievous moles. Mole. The what? Mischievous. Mischievous mole. Yeah, I saw like three mischievous moles kind of running after each other and one was a large size and the other two were smaller. And the two smaller now. ones were falling the large size. So one of the things, though, is because I'm pretty sure I have I I could have just not been paying attention, but I'm pretty sure I got into an encounter with a monster that looked kind of like that. Yes, I saw that. To see if it was the yeah. same size. Same thing with me. I, and I it, noticed that it's was like still. It's I'm pretty sure it was still small. It's still small. I got into one <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, did I just find a behemoth slime? Because it looked <laughs> much bigger than the two next to it. 
And I made sure to kill the two off and recruit that one. And it just came over as a small slime. Now, so I could... have seen that there's like different sizes. They look different sizes, but in the end, they're not. Now, that could be a demo limitation slots. as well. That could be. Um, Jay's definitely is a large bubble slime, though. So it oh. definitely mm-hmm. is possible. So there, nice. there's a few different things going on there. There may just be visually large ones and ones, you know, you're talking size and then you're talking about slot allocation. So... Mm. Sure, it may look big, but it's still one slot. Then, hey, maybe it's big and it's a two slot. Interesting. Interesting. We just don't know that yet. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention before we close this out is I don't know if you if you were all to see if you all had a chance to see it yet. But that video that Square Enix put up today that goes over the background of Pissarro and Rose's story from Dragon so, Quest Four. So you mentioned that I, I meant to watch it, too. Uh, it's it's so nice. It's wonderfully animated in this very like adorable and different style than the actual game. And it's in Japanese, but it has English subtitles. And one of our Den Discord denizens, Battle France, pointed out that the translation team was Dan Gideon and also edited by Mark Boyle, who worked on Treasures, 9, 4, 5, 7, and Joker 2. And I could be wrong, but I want to say that's who I saw in the credits at Dragon Quest Island in Japan when I went there, which, by the way, is also Pissarro-themed. So, basically, this is just a new Dragon Quest Monsters game that is just a ploy to get you to go visit that adventure park. At least that's my theory. I mean, there's even an onion slime that you can get, which is like the mascot of the park. Well, you said that, yeah. That's like what that island is known for, right? Yeah, it's known for onions. And so they have like lots of little different types of onion slimes and king onion slimes and things like that. So that's 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 my theory that they're they just made this game so more people would go to uh, to the Dragon Quest Island and enjoy the Pizarro theme that they have going on there now right now it's probably wrong. So take one last look here at our list the DLC what do we got planned for DLC I did pull it up and you know what I did not even read until I guess I totally missed this the DLC is not coming out for like a month after the game right. There's just like items and everything too, right? There's nothing substantial. Oh no, no, no. There's like four different types. Jesus. There's three different DLCs, and they're all they're like two of them are ten dollars, and one of them is five dollars. So it's got twenty five dollars worth of DLC already planned. Um, First one, Mole Hunt DLC um, takes you underground where you can tame monsters that are otherwise hard to synthesize. You'll be able to encounter monsters you previously befriended. That sounds useful, at least. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was... I know in Joker 3 and Dragon Quest Monsters 2, you could go to the library and there was an A book and a B book and a C book. And if you wanted to, if you open the C book, it would warp you to just this area. It was like just a big, I don't even know how to say it. Like imagine just a brick courtyard just floating in midair. They didn't Mm -hmm. spend any money on like making an area. It was just like this brick area. And there's all these monsters walking around, but they were all C ranked monsters that you'd already caught. So if you needed stuff for synthesis. Yeah, I'll be filling the gaps and and stuff. Yep. And Joker 3 Pro, the way they did it is you would earn coins online. Um, I want to say bronze, silver, gold, and platinum for how well you did. And or if you just participated, you'd get some. And then those could be spent to buy extra copies of monsters you already had. Like it may only cost you one bronze coin Mm -hmm. to go buy an extra slime night. Whereas I was using like two platinum coins or something to buy an extra slime emperor and breed my emperors into platinum king jewel slime. Which I need to figure out how to get better than bronze coins playing on an emulator. (laughs) That's that's my uh, my task right now. 
Oh, yeah, that's rough. See, playing it on my hack 3DS was like, oh, my God, I can do all this. Whereas I couldn't do that in Terry's Wonderland. Yeah, it seems like all the different DLC that you can get for this game are basically different ways that you can get more advantages for your monster teams and make them stronger. It's not like actual story content, but more is just like different dungeons or different ways of getting different monsters and items that can help you out. That kind of sucks that they're charging for it, but... Oh, they're charging a bunch. Um, what's yeah. the other one is the Coach Joe's Dungeon Gym. It lets you explore various dungeons with new, unique completion requirements. Defeating the bosses will net you rare items to raise your monsters with. So, Pendy, maybe that's your uh, those are your seeds. seeds. <laughs> My seeds. I need seeds. I'm probably not going to do any of the DLC because this seems and maybe it's just a demo, but it seems to have like a nice natural progression of difficulty. But I, I'm sure it'll be great, especially maybe like better for like the post game when they ramp up the difficulty, which I'm sure this will have some kind of post game. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm Monsters sure. Monsters games always do. Maybe it'll have a final, 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 final boss. That That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, I we've, am we've played the games that have had that. <laughs> I am excited to have to finally have the opportunity to play a Monsters game as it's coming out with good Internet connection. Because I actually maybe have a chance to get all of those Wi-Fi event exclusive monsters that they're inevitably going to release. And so I'll actually be able to finish the library without some sort of strange Mm. cheat. Oh, that brings up a that brings up a good point. So are most of the Joker games or most of the monster games in the past, except for maybe the early ones, had online uh, arenas, right, where you could battle each other? Oh, yeah. Sure. This I'm guessing this one would have one, too. I just haven't seen anything about it. I had mentioned that before. I was talking oh. about this earlier that when I was talking about, you know, the online rankings and everything and how we'd be in the 10,000s, you, you mentioned that like, oh, God, what if we could put in? That's how that was done. Oh, before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was thinking like, oh, hey, this is going to be yeah. a sign. <laughs> This will be like a simultaneous release where we're, you know, we're releasing with with the Japanese as well. And like we did with Treasures. And I remember that we could interact with the different uh, Japanese people uh, through that game. I'm wondering if they'll put all the rankings together or they'll separate it, separate it out by region. Because if we have to compete with the Japanese, with the hardcore as they are Dragon Quest games, like we have no chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rip us. So there is a third one, too, that um, you're just supposed to be able to open a treasure chest a day or something like this. These treasure trunks, these chests open up rare rewards, but you'll need to be patient to open all of them. There may even be a surprise monster attack. Um, I think they elaborated on that somewhere else. I'm like reading first takes on this back from July. Um, but that is basically you get to open a couple treasure chests every day. I think that one's five dollars and the other two are ten. So it's a lot of money to get that right off the bat. And to be honest, if it's the, the dates are right, man, that doesn't come out for 40 some days after the game. So that's that's for people that are really trying to go for everything. And that's good. So it's, people aren't just mm-hmm. right off the bat uh, using their money to have that advantage, especially if it's going to have like an online arena. So they can't use that kind of advantage with their pocketbook right right off the bat, which is that's good. Correct. So, well, I think we might have exhausted what um, our knowledge of this one little thing. Matt Craft had to drop off earlier. But right before I fit, start the conclusion here, I will insert our good buddy. uh Jay from Big Shark Gaming sent his impressions in and sit back, get out a cigar, put your feet up, prepare for his uh, long take on this. People still do cigars? Grab a beer, grab a grab an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> Might be able to get through the whole bottle of wine. A bottle of rosé! <laughs> a bottle of rosé. If you could find a blue rosé, that'd be even cooler. Hello. I finished the demo now and I'm having a blast. 
I found a wild two-slot bubble slime, which apparently is very rare. And all I have left to do now is beat up the other Cyclops and Forest Dragon and stuff like that. And one last arena battle. I'm a little disappointed that some of the stuff that I'm doing isn't going to carry over to the full game, but I'll be happy to do it again. Man, I can't believe he said that. How could we... How did that slip through the sensors? Like... <laughs> Sorry, you know me in editing. I just copy and pasted it in. I didn't I didn't really listen or bleep out anything. So thank you, Jay, for sharing that with us. And I uh, think now that for a free demo, I think we all got our money's worth for the time we've been able to I, sink into it. I do want to give one shout out to a couple members on the Den oh, Discord yes, we've had the some... Den forums because... Go right this ahead. Is, we've had some good help this here. Is, this is a free demo. And you've heard that, you know, we've put anywhere from one to ten hours... And honestly, if you want to go through and synthesize monsters and try to get, you know, your perfect team of things to try to take on the Cyclops and the Green Dragon and all of, all of the really hard things that are in the demo, you can get up to at least 50 hours. And this is a free demo. I think it's kind of unheard of. So I do want to give a shout out to Drake Lee, who joined our Discord a couple of days ago and has just been going absolutely ham trying to find all of the synthesis he's had some help from lump mage fan and uh from Koopless koopa on the forums and also from there's japanese sites that liquid metal slime has found and just all of this great stuff it's really cool to see how everybody is so excited and coming together to find all of the information that we possibly can out of this free demo yeah, we, I know we might hear from some of these people coming up in the future. We've got uh, two and a half months to get ready for this monster's release. I know some of us will be dying uh, during that time playing other games, but... Infinity Strash! We'll, uh, not yet, Pendy. Oh, not yet. Dang it. We'll have some Infinity Strash episodes coming up, I'm sure, in the next week or month. Both. Um, we'll cover that as well as we did Treasures. Maybe even better. <laughs> Because we kind of have somebody here that is really excited about that. And I don't know what you're talking like, about. I, I don't know. I'm really either. excited about treasures. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not the one who got to, who has their own spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff podcast that gets to talk about it all the time. Okay. That's yeah. Fair. Where's the Blue Star Treasures podcast? I want to, I want to know, I want to <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> You could easily do it, too, because the way because you are, are probably one of our number one all stars when it comes to that game. She is a treasured member of the group. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Pendy's been uh, poking that die button for quite a while. And, you know, from all I hear, so we'll be poking that button quite a bit, too, because it's a, it's a, quite a long game. Mm -hmm. You know, I expect like an anime shoot off like that to be 10, 20 hours tops. And I think it's going to be double. Yeah, I think so, too, especially when you take into account the uh the different game modes that it has yes uh, that tower mode that they've got um i have a guy from rp gamer that went and played it at pax west um a couple weeks ago and that's what the demo was was just that and he loved it he, he's got no background in dragon quest no background in die and he was like that was just fun I, I kept playing it and playing it playing it so i'm like oh just we need infinite strash so yep. the, temp the <laughs> temple of recollection which will be a fun little side mode to the the story mode to that game Oof. all right before we get uh too deep into the die well here um Again, we got our money's worth with this demo. It, I hope we get our money's worth with the game. I fully believe we will. Um, and hopefully we were able to break down everything pretty well for you tonight. Yes, that's it for this episode of Slime Time. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me tonight. 
Although I was asked as well, so I guess we're all joining Platy. <laughs> I'm joining you guys. It's a mutual admiration society here. Thank you for having me. Over Thanks. Time. Yeah, great to have you back on, Drippy and Pendy. I feel like we do this once a week. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it, huh? <laughs> no complaints here. Not at all. All right. So Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dark Prince will be out on December 1st worldwide, exclusively on Nintendo Switch. But if you want to get a jump start on the game, I encourage you to download and play through the demo. It's not a full progress carries over, but monsters that you catch in the demo will transfer to the game, although at level one. It'll be eight or all of them. We're not really sure. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere between eight and whatever fits in that paddock. All right, we're a nonprofit podcast here at Slime Time. We don't take your hard-earned gold when we can uh, just synthesize quality content to you for free. But if you do have some extra gold that's just completely burning a hole in your wallet, pouch, bottomless bag, treasure chest, or even searchable wall sack, and you would like to donate anything to a website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 25 years, feel free to stop by the Dragon's Den by clicking on the link in the show notes. There are also several ways there to support the Den, including the affiliate links that don't cost you anything extra when making some other dq purchases check us out on twitter and instagram at dq slime time or join in tons of dragon quest discussion at the dragon's den forums or discord in the dragon questers infinity strash and dragon quest tac global facebook groups we'd like to thank everyone that made this podcast and special episode possible, including Woodus of the Dragon's Den, Amanda Lepree of the Descendants of Erdrick, who has given their permission generously to use their music. And as always, the delectable, delicious, deviant Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist for creating our awesome Slime Time art and logo for a Slime Time t-shirt featuring Dwayne's art. Check out the link in the show notes. Also in the show notes, we put in the link to that Dragon Quest video where you can see the mm. background of Pizarro and Rose as well. So check that out. And thanks to Coach Prime for putting on such a show these last few weeks. Prime time, baby. Please like, subscribe, and write a review for the podcast. Dragon Quest Slime Time, sliming off.